It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. And it's time to settle back. It's Jamboree on the Air, JOTA, the largest scouting event in the world, taking place this weekend, October 20 to 22. This annual global operating event allows scouts to use amateur radio to connect with other scouts, guides and hams around the world. The event is supported by many local amateur radio clubs and individual operators. JOTA started Friday and ends today Sunday, but there are no official hours of operation, so you have the whole weekend to make JOTA contacts. So, Jota and much, much more in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. I'm Editor Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. In a recent incident that has caught the attention of defence experts and the space industry, a near collision was reported between an Australian commercial satellite and a suspected Chinese military satellite. The Australian Broadcasting Commission report said Air Vice Marshal Kath Roberts, AOCSC, elaborated on the growing risks in space due to increased satellite launches and enhanced counter-satellite capabilities. Air Vice Marshal Kath Roberts is Australia's inaugural Defence Space Commander. Now, this incident raises critical questions about the level of risk that space debris poses to satellite operations, including those on amateur bands, and whether a significant disruption in space-based communication could be on the horizon. The increasing congestion in low Earth orbit necessitates reconsidering our strategies for sustainable space activities, as the implications of such near collisions could be far-reaching. This is WIA Vice President Lee Moyle, VK3GK. Early last week, WIA Director and Secretary Peter Klee, VK8ZZ, announced that nominations for three WIA Director positions will become vacant at the next WIA AGM. Three Directors retire at the conclusion of the next annual general meeting, which will be held in May 2024. Namely, Lee Moyle, VK3GK, Christy Mitrivic, VK3FY, and Stephen Green, VK3TSG. Each retiring Director is eligible for re-election. Nominations are called for from persons seeking election as a WIA director. An appointed director must be a voting member of the WIA, must hold an Australian amateur radio licence and hold a company director identification number. The WIA has received a number of inquiries relating to the director nomination form and the requirement to hold a company director identification number. A director identification number, director ID, is a unique identifier you will keep forever and you'll only ever need one. You will help to prevent the use of false or fraudulent director identities. You need a director ID if you're an eligible officer or a director of a company and as the WIA is a registered public company, therefore one is required. If you don't have a director ID or ineligible to hold one, unfortunately you cannot be a director of the WIA. You must apply for your own director ID and the fastest way to apply is online. It is free to apply, just go to the Australian Business Services Register website and follow the instructions. Once your director ID is issued, just add it to the nomination form and submit it to the WIA office by post or in person. Over the last few weeks, WIA directors have been out and about visiting several WIA-affiliated radio clubs giving presentations. Peter Schrader, VK4EA, who recently gave a very informative online presentation to club presidents, has been in Townsville presenting to the local club. Peter Clee, VK8ZZ, and Lee Moyle, VK3GK, both recently attended the RAOTC luncheon in Melbourne and presented information about the upcoming class licence and the new ACMA assessor program. 
Only last week, Lee Moyle VK3GK attended the North East Radio Club, or NERG, and presented and discussed in detail the WIA's recent submission to the ACMA reclass licensing, which should be in place by February 2024. The WIA directors are your elected directors and are quite accessible. Most would be happy to do presentations at your club when they are in your area. Even a Zoom online session may be appropriate solution if an in-person meet is not possible. Their contact information can be found on the WI website under the WI Information tab, the WI Board of Directors. Hi, this is Nathan VK5DAD from the Adelaide Digital Link Repeater System. You can hear the WI broadcast every Sunday morning at 9am and 1900 hours in the evening on the following Adelaide Digital Link Repeater Systems on YSX and YSF 69159, VK5RSV 70cm Wollonga Hill, VK5RDF 70cm Repeater Crafers, VK5RBV 70cm Barossa, VK5RKW 70cm Hermitage and VK5RWR 70cm The Riverland. This is a joint program from Skark Amateur Radio Club, Barossa Valley Amateur Radio Club, the Riverland Amateur Radio Club, the sponsors of VK5RDF 70cm, Andrew VK5ONE and Nathan VK5DAD, and the sponsor of VK5RKW Hermitage, VK5ZEY Phil Kern. We are VK1WIA. Now with international news, Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. As we get closer to the ITU World Conference WRC 23, which starts next month, the future of amateur radio, particularly the 23cm band, is of key importance. The ITU News Magazine has a feature article by IARU President Tim Ellum, Victor Echo 6 Sierra Hotel, regarding amateur activity in the 23cm band. This is the topic of a challenging agenda item at the conference which calls for measures that protect primary radio navigation services such as GLONASS and Galileo from amateur terrestrial and satellite usage. In related news, the IARU also reports that the last formal preparatory meeting ahead of the WRC on this topic was difficult and could not achieve a consensus on measures such as power and bandwidth limits or frequency restrictions. The IARU supports further efforts and will continue to try to find a solution regarding suitable recommendations whilst opposing the unwarranted statutory imposition of such. Are mysterious radio signals in space coming from aliens? Scientists believe they're actually starquakes. Mysterious radio signals from space known as fast radio bursts have been intriguing scientists since their discovery in 2007. These fleeting signals, which last only milliseconds, once led some experts to speculate about extraterrestrial life trying to reach out to Earth. However, a recent study offers a different fantastical explanation, starquakes. A team from the University of Tokyo observed distinct differences between FRBs and solar flares. In contrast, they noted several resemblances between FRBs and seismic activity here on Earth. Their findings bolster the hypothesis that FRBs might be the result of starquakes on the surface of neutron stars. These findings could potentially provide deeper insights into understanding earthquakes, high-density matter behaviour and facets of nuclear physics. To news from Region 2 in Washington, D.C., 
The FCC is back to having five commissioners after the Senate in early September confirmed the nomination of Anna Gomez to fill a long vacant seat. This allows the Commission to take action on significant issues as it previously had been deadlocked with two commissioners from each major political party. To news from Canada, every day for more than 80 years, listeners to the CBC Radio's primary English and French services in Canada have heard a version of this message on the run-up to 1pm Eastern Time. The beginning of the long dash indicates exactly 1 o'clock Eastern Standard or Daylight Time. This statement, followed by beeps and a long tone separated by seconds, has relayed the exact time from the country's National Research Council, NRC, to Canadians nationwide. However, as of Monday, October 9, 2023, the opportunity to accurately reset Canada's clocks is no more. CBC Radio has ceased broadcasting what was commonly known as the official NRC time signal. Today things have changed, as has CBC Radio and its French-language counterpart Radio Canada, which can be heard online and over the air on HD Radio, as well as AM and FM. And that's the problem. Apparently, transmission delays over the web and HD Radio mean that the NRC official time signal is being heard seconds late on these respective channels, negating the very purpose for which it was established. The founder and chief executive officer of a network operator for television stations offering a 5G broadcasting solution, which differs from ATSC 3.0-powered next-gen TV, has confirmed the rollout of the first offering for the general public to receive an over-the-air 5G broadcast signal on an SDR with downloadable software. Super Frank Copsidis, the veteran entrepreneur and low-power TV leader, who created XGen Network LLC XGN, says the launch will be on October 13 at 11am Eastern. According to Copsidus, the SDR software download gives SDR owners, most notably ham radio operators, the ability to receive the over-the-air 5G broadcast signal of WWOOLD 28 in Boston. While SDRs are a specialty, every new platform must have a start somewhere, and this is just the start. This deployment will be the first opportunity in the world for the general public to receive an over-the-air 5G broadcast signal. To news from Region 3 in New Zealand, 60 metres, 5 megahertz band. Tucked away in the NZART HQ info line issue number 482 is a jotting that they will not be accepting any further applications for the 5 megahertz band. As advice received is, it will soon become part of the General User Radio Licence, GURL, and therefore open for all to use. For VK1WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. First contest news. Checkmate QRT. In our increasingly digital age, the thought of radio-based communication might sound a little strange or dated to the average high school student or uni student. In the USA, the W7YB Amateur Radio Club is changing this perspective and promoting student interest in amateur radio services. As part of this effort, they've been competing in the inaugural Intercollegiate Radio Chess Tournament. 
Moves I conveyed and recognised through voice and then kept track of using both the club's respective physical or chessboards as well as logging techniques such as written lists or online programs. 75th CQ Worldwide Dex Contest SSB Lakers October 28-29 with the CW test November 25 and 26. November VHF Hewership Spring Field Day 25-26 November Now contest-wise, another sneak peek at 2 to be in 2024. Ross Hull Memorial Contest Running on VHF and above for the month of January. New Zealand's Jock White Memorial Field Day will be 24-25 February 2024. The rules have been tweaked slightly and are now up on the NZIRT website. Overseas contacts now score the same points as CDL contacts. DX Winter A few weeks ago we made mention of VI4ACRO that will be activated during November to bring awareness of the medical condition known as acromegaly. VI4ACRO operated by Bernie. Now well in WIA National News, Bernie VI4ACRO stroke VK4KX with a brief story of interest regarding a recent six-minute opening to Nippon. This one on the 1st of October was different. Signals from Japan were so strong, and in some cases 20 dB over 9 on FT8, that I decided to QSY to the phone section of the band to call CQ. I then worked many JA stations on 50.130, but heard a very weak signal coming in from Hide JG1SMD. So after getting his call sign on the third attempt, I gave him his report of 4x3. He was so excited to work me, and his reasons soon became apparent when he said he was using a homebrew QRP transceiver with only 500 milliwatts, and the antenna was a simple two-element HB9CV. On the 17th of October, I received his QSL card with a nice thank you letter and an explanation of his operating conditions. A homebrewed transceiver with an RA0009SXTL FET and the VFO was Arduino controlled. One gets so used to working stations on new commercial equipment with high power that it's nice to see someone has gone to the effort to homebrew both radio and antenna and despite the 500 milliwatts, is still able to work VK at a distance of 17,019 kilometres on 6 metres. Now before I go, I would like to remind you all of my special event call sign, VI4 ACRO, that will be activated during the month of November to bring awareness of the debilitating medical condition known as acromegaly. Hope to talk with you on the radio soon. 7-3, for VK1 WIA News, this has been Bernie, VK4KX. Madeira, listen and work helmet, DF7EE, operating as CT9 stroke DF7EE from Madeira. IOTA number AF014. You can hear helmet from today, Sunday 22 to 31st of October, and during the CQ Worldwide DX SSB contest where he will be contesting as CQ3W. Outside the contest, listen for him on 60, 30, 17 and 12 metres, where he'll be using the call sign SSB 
and FT8. CQSZ.com for QSL details on both call signs. North Cook Islands. SP9 FIH is QRV as E51JAN. Fromanakiki, IOTA OC014, until November 6. Activities on the HF bands. QSL to home call, which again is SP9 FIH. Tuvalu. A large group of operators are QRV as T2C from Funafuti Island, IOTA OC015, until October 30 on 160-6 metres, using CW, SSB, RITI and FT8, with four stations. QSL via DL4SVA. And finally, repeater news. John VK5DJ from the Southeast Radio Group with some exciting news. The club is proud to announce that last weekend we saw the final installation and activation of the solar-powered VK3RSW two-metre repeater on Mount Richmond near Portland, Victoria. Results have exceeded expectations. This project is the result of four years of frustration as various hoped-for sites were knocked back by lawyers. A big thanks to Tim, VK3TIM, who arranged for the use of Mount Richmond. Thank you, Tim. VK3RSW on 146.875 with a 600 kHz offset now joins the VK5 Southeast network of five other two-metre repeaters interconnected with UHF radio to provide a single network covering a distance of 400 kilometres end-to-end. No internet links, all amateur radio. Thanks for listening. Thanks, John. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, Editor-in-Chief of Amateur Radio Magazine. Again, that's right, back to remind you about celebrating 90 years of Amateur Radio Magazine with our special event call sign, VK90AR. Imagine getting on to 20 metres and calling CQ, Victor Kilo, 9-0, Alpha Romeo. It has a certain rhyme and rhythm to it. A historic call sign for a historic occasion. This month, Amateur Radio Magazine has been published continuously since 1933. That's why we're marking the occasion by arranging for operators to get on air and make some noise with VK90AR. The solar cycle is really crackling right now, so here's an opportunity to add to the noise on the bands. The call sign is for use by any member of the WIA, as well as any affiliated club. Getting to use BK90AR is a simple process. Just apply on the WIA website online event calendar where you can book a roster to suit yourself. If you already know where that is, jump to it. Otherwise, look up the news item featured on the WIA website homepage. BK90AR expires on 31st December 2023. So, get online book a roster and don't miss out. You might find me lurking on some band looking to put VK90AR in my log. Is it a date? I'm Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH for VK1WIA News. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. 
Now, special interest group news with Bruce, VK3FFF. And a good day to you. Worldwide special interest group news. Summits on the air. Worldwide flora, fauna program, parks on the air and other adventure groups. No lava or ash at this volcano's activation. For this story, we visit an active volcano. Active with the sound of hams calling CQ, that is. The notorious Mount St. Helens Volcano in Washington State, USA, was active last month in a way no geologist could predict. Six hikers, three of them SOTA activators, were not concerned about the likelihood of lava and ash spewing up from below. They were more interested in the radio contacts from above. At an altitude of more than 8,000 feet at the summit, a height reached after three hours of strenuous hiking, they called CQ. When the contacts came, it was not as a volcanic eruption, but at a steady, amateur radio-friendly pace. With each first contact to the summit worth 10 SOTA points to chasers, Tim, N7KOM, Tyler, ND7Y, and Andrew, N7LFO, got busy using a pair of hiking poles as two legs of a makeshift tripod. That included the mast for the wire antenna. It was a busy afternoon. Tim told Newsline that by the end of the activation, he had logged 20 QSOs on 2 metres FM, 6 QSOs on 40 metres single sideband, 1 QSO on 30 metres CW, and 10 QSOs on 20 metres CW. A proportion of that afternoon can be seen in the HAM's YouTube video on the N7KOM Mountaintop Portable Radio Channel. Many may still remember the deadly eruption from the volcanic peak in 1980, one of the deadliest of its kind in North America. But these three hams and any other activators with their sights set on SOTA number W7W LC001 are grateful the mountain continues its long slumber. For now, worldwide special interest groups, digital, SCARC, has begun implementing a packet local area network, LAN, in Adelaide, and with the info, Nathan, VK5DAD, from SCARC. We have set up two BBQ32 packet nodes, with one in the north in the Modbury area by Dave, VK5LEX, using VK5LEX-2, and another in the south, in the O'Halloran Hill area by Steph VK5HSX using the call sign VK5RSV-2. Access to these packet nodes can be made via RF using 1200 AFSK on 147.600 MHz. With Telnet and AXIP access plus forwarding ports is also available. More information can be found at scar.org.au forward slash packet. We are in the process of organising an installation of a packet digipeter to allow greater access to the local area network via the RF on the packet VHF port. We look forward to users experimenting the fun of packet mail with BBS, Node and chat services available. If you require Telnet access, please contact Steph VK5HSX at skark.org.au 
or Dave VK5LEX at skark.org.au for more details. This has been Nathan VK5DAD on behalf of the South Coast Amateur Radio Club. Thanks, Nathan. Worldwide special interest groups, Maritime, including ILLW News, ILLW, 17th of August 2024 to 18th of August 2024. Only one Australian light still seems to have been planned and advised to WIA for the 2024 event. AU 0102 Point Charles, Northern Territory, Darwin Amateur Radio Club. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Young Timers, Yota. Dream Rig Essay Contest Challenges Young Amateurs. Alec, VK2APC, joins us here on WIA National News. Thank you, Bruce. For some people, it's the easiest question in the world. For others, it's one of the toughest. What attracted you to amateur radio? The Intrepid DX Group is challenging young radio operators to answer this question as part of its fourth annual Dream Rig Essay Contest. The two-page essays must be written by amateurs who are 19 years of age or younger. The top prize is an ICOM IC 7300. Second place is an ICOM ID 5100 AD dual-band mobile radio with D-Star. And third place winners will receive an ICOM ID 52A dual-band handheld, also with D-Star. The winner must promise to use the radio on the air for at least one year and not sell or trade it. If I won, my problem will be trying to keep Pete VK2LP off of my radio. But unfortunately, we young hams here in VK cannot answer unless we hold a US or Canadian license and live in either of the two countries. It is a great idea to encourage young hams, and I think worth a mention here in the Aussie Ham News. Currently, I am wrapping up at Glenfield Scout Activity Center for Joda, and what a great weekend it has been. VK2SRA and VK2SHR at Glenfield have made some great contacts. Thank you to all of those operators who have supported scouts over this weekend by making contact with scouts in VK and the world. Now back over to you, Bruce. Thanks, Alec. To all the scouters, enjoy your Jota. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio, South Africa's Radar Challenge. Radar is Rapid Deployment Amateur Radio. Eddie Layton, ZS6BNE in South Africa, conceived the radar concept. The radar rally adds movement to portable operating with a time constraint. The objective? Use ham radio knowledge, portable equipment and physical skills to challenge yourself during an unforgettable four-hour experience. The four-hour duration creates an urgency that demands optimised equipment and operating strategies. When? The first Saturday of November and April. Where? The ZS hams choose any outdoor venue where they can legally and safely operate. Parks are a natural choice. Make it as scenic and as exciting as you can. They combine radar rally with parks on the air, POTA, or summits on the air, SOTA. The activity, arrive at the first deployment, make five contacts, move to the next deployment, and repeat as quickly as possible for four hours. A nice idea that could possibly be expanded worldwide. Shake, rattle, and roll. This year's International Shakeout Day was last Tuesday, October 19th, when millions of people worldwide participated in earthquake drills at work, 
school and home. This at the designated time of 10.19am local time. In the USA, some 18 million citizens took part, and globally, close on 20 million. While ShakeOut encourages participation with everyone, you can register your ShakeOut drill for any day of the year and drill at a time of your choice. In New Zealand, yes, the Shaky Isles, the National Shakeout Drill attracted over a half a million last Tuesday, the day to remind people of the right action to take during an earthquake. Drop, cover and hold. ZL also practice a Tsunami Hikoi evacuation walk, if in a coastal area. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F in sunny Bendigo. To the 2023 social scene, and clubs are welcome to submit text with audio for this section. And yes, we're still awake to see if Gold Coast will definitely hold a ham fair this year. Once they supply it, we'll give it to you. VK6 Perth Tech, October 28th, that happens next weekend. Down in Hobart, November 4 and 5, Alara Meet 2023. Rosebud Radio Fest at the Eastbourne Primary School, that happens Sunday, November 12. And Amateur Radio Experimenters Group Radio and Electronic Sale, November 26. To 2024 and it's a date, VK3 Barg Hamfest, the 4th of February. VK4 for the whole of Australia, it's the WIA AGM May 4 and 5 Bundaberg. And National Volunteer Week happens Monday the 20th to Sunday the 26th of May. National Volunteer Week is Australia's largest annual celebration of volunteers and the important contribution to our communities. And we take this opportunity now to thank all of the volunteers bringing you this week's news on RF, internet, text, video, in fact, just about every mode possible. So, until next we meet, I am Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.